Hello, and welcome back to the Alchemist Club. I had one good and exciting new intro, and so we're back to the standard. <laughs> uh, I'm Joe, your dungeon master for this exciting adventure. Joining us today, we had... Daniel, playing Chip, like... Cahill, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play number one. Matt, and I play Leolin. And Laughlin, I play Tarajax. Who wants to give us a recap of what happened last time? We turned on the forge. We found some arrows and we threw them into the reactor and we turned on the forge and then we threw a hammer into the reactor or the upgrade forge and that was about it. Yep, you got through the first five lines of my two page pages of notes for this We're piece. so good at this there, game. There was a lot of sidetracking and yak buddy. Yeah, that also, is extra yakking. several bears. That's true. Yes, Chad now has a a troop of semi-trained bears. Hanging out in our observation. I think we agreed that it was a disaster of bears. No, we agreed that it was loose. Yeah, (sighs) because these are detective bears that can detect other bears. Yeah, Yeah. right. Half of them. Okay, so that took half an episode to come up with. One third of them have magnifying glasses. One third of them have the little Sherlock Holmes hat, and one third of them have pipes. Well, there are four, so that's going to be... <laughs> one of them has all three. And one of them yeah. has all three features. The deluxe bear. <laughs> the sleuthiest bear. All right, well, we are already elbow deep in the yak spot. Let's, uh, let's bring it back in. You're on the ship. So I guess we're just going to start heading... Yeah. Deliferous, take off! Whoosh, skyward. Towards Ingloria from here. Yeah. Terrajux takes the ship up a little too fast for everyone's comfort. Uh, maybe for their comfort. <laughs> I live for that G-Force. And you guys get back underway. It's going to be another five days for you to reach the rendezvous point. I will resume meditation. Okay. Uh, if anybody else have any anything else? I want to cast sending and tell her that we're on our way. Okay. She, you get an affirmative response. Okay. Uh, I assume Farrakh is just going to be like, Sitting <laughs> in the forge room, sitting there like watching, a watch hammer never boils, or like practicing my, my martial forge. arts, or also just watching it gleefully. But <laughs> there are other things that I'm doing. I'm not just. At least you're honest. Just. By the end of the five days, Ched, one of the bears has managed to produce a sound that could reasonably be construed as elementary if you were a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god they grew up so fast <laughs> this is fantastic so you come up to the edge of the world uh, did my meditation <laughs> result in anything or is it more of the same make another concentration check so oh uh, that is slightly worse at a grand total of 16. You get, you get kind of the same results as before. Hmm. You you are now able to like occasionally you are able to gust of wind your way from a com- like a, a sentence fragment that you just left back to it. Okay, so interesting. Um, so, but, but there's it, like a spatial element to this thing. Uh, you think so, yeah. Well, I, I definitely do this like up on a high branch where no one can see me because I'm not crazy, you're hearing voices. You are occasionally interrupted by from the <laughs> 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 
But yes, so the tree ship approaches the edge of the continent where below you, you can see several small islands that are chained to to the edge. So pretty. And on one of those islands is a like a a stout two-story house not it's not like a house it's like it's my dream house like a barracks almost it's my dream it's kind barracks. of like militaristic utilitarian does my and gloria sense that's totally not creepy suggest yes. that she is there she is there okay oh, okay i will um i'll bring us down out of the clouds uh and I guess just pull us up like alongside the island, so it just kind of melds into one. Yep. So you you bring the the tree ship out over the edge of the continent. Oh shit! Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> and it immediately plummets to the anchor, and you all die. <laughs> no, it works just fine. Ah, the continent. Freedom. You could have tested that with any, like, small cliff that you that's, passed. That's what I said, but everyone laughed at me. Uh, the tree ship is not dependent on having terrain. Okay. Hallelujah. Which means we could invade the underway from below. No. Which means we could go to another continent. Yes. yes. We could fuck off and ruin Joe's story. <laughs> <laughs> but well, we can't. Let go me that let me far. interject here. <laughs> let me interject here by saying, Desmond, you know that the engines require that the tree ship land every oh. so often to re right because they have to root. Remember that they, they have to recycle nutrients, nutrients into yeah. their soil patch. So we would yeah. need to get more batteries first. That yeah, is one of the upgrades on the engine. We would have to funnel our fourth energy into into the upgrading the engines again someday. Right now, you can get like. Well, six six to seven days because you landed the once and that was enough to keep you flying. Like you didn't have to land intermittently. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. Anyhow, you come up behind this island, land the tree ship. The part of the of the circle that touches the island melds with it. They're kind of like roots that reach out to like around the circle where it doesn't quite line up. You know, so they're kind yeah. of plugging themselves in, and there you are. Okay. I uh, hop on down and I will stroll across to the island. Yeah, let's all head over. Okay. Make sure we turn both shields on just in case. Yeah, I, yes, agreed. We can do, well, now we can do both shields, the weapons, and the forge can all be on, right? True. Can we, I guess, can we turn off the engines or is that going to like, does this island plummet? It. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, so I will. I'm going to stay at the controls when we turn off the engines, just in case I need to uh, arrest a fall. But um, yeah, I think both shields and then, yeah, I guess upgrade forge. Well, that way it'll keep running, right? It's going to take longer. Yeah. Has it? So it's been like six days since we put the Warhammer in there. Five days. Five Five days. days. Any, like, does it show signs of progress or do we just have no idea whatsoever the the runes in the room that are lit up have been gradually shifting over the course of this time period huh it doesn't give you any useful information no of course not. i don't speak elvish but we know one elf who does yeah also a dwarf <laughs> yeah and basically everyone but me speaks elvish what 
I'm not really able to glean much out of it though, because it's all magic script. Right? Yeah, no, it's all it's all wizard talk. Yeah, magic formulaic stuff. So you you pop out of the tree ship and uh, and Gloria is waiting outside for you. So I give her a traditional Juxian. She just kind of waves to everybody. Says, "I'm glad you're finally here. We've we've got everybody here, I think. So let's uh, let's head in." Do some introductions. Certainly. Uh, she, takes you, she takes you into the into the building. It's kind of it looks like so you go in, you're in kind of like a a living room almost. There are a couple of couches, tables. You can see that there's a kitchen and um, a couple of offices. Everything looks kind of disused. Like the place was abandoned for a while before, um, before people started using it again. Do I see any insignias or banners or any kind of? Uh, uh, yes, as a matter of fact, there is the insignia of the Swords of Alira, like right above the front door. Okay, so this uh, was like a Swords of Alira hideout, but it looks like everybody at home that I have minor like jacket that I have just like draped over my shoulders and a captain's hat. <laughs> yes. Gonna, yeah. Just uh, so everybody knows who's in. I charge. would like to remind everyone that I have pretty apple blossom in my hair. <laughs> Anybody uh, else want to talk to the audience for a minute? <laughs> no, we all good. I want to see. Want to see what's going on? Everybody, remember that Chet is a bird. Yes, Chet is a bird. Uh, uh, what? Tory squawk. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, is there anyone else in here? No. Uh, and Gloria is leading you to a staircase at the ah. back of the building. Up we go. You, go up, you find yourself in the hallway. There are five doors. She takes you to the one at the very end of the hallway and opens it, and it leads into what looks like a fairly sizable boardroom, like 20 feet by 40 feet. Big, long table in the middle. There are a couple of chairs along the walls as well. Okay. And inside are seven individuals. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop here, and I'm going to apologize to the audience because there probably won't be very many more dice rolls this session. There's probably going to be a fair amount of Joe talking to Joe. I can always throw my D6 if we need a dice roll. I got a little overzealous with these people, and... I was originally only intending for there to be like three or four. Eight. I'm excited. Get get the Bring recording it. bottle ready, buddy. Don't need it. Actually, Just go ahead and say a hooty hooty get booty. That's a dec- yeah. That's a decent thing. I will uh, hooty hooty get booty. Um, uh, does somebody have a word doc open for this? Already? I do. I have okay, right. my Tardux aliases document. So um, this is this is safe and sound. Don't worry. Okay, all right. So you have Angloria Faywind, who yep. leads you into the room. Half-elf. She's a half-elven sorceress, at your best guess. And she sort of gestures to the room at large and says, they're, they're finally here. Uh, I'll do the introductions. Um, the first person she points to is a young-looking elven man who... Leyland, you recognize as wearing robes that denote a sub-administrator to the Grand Council? 
Um, oh, he's probably not happy about us. But they are, so normally like the robes are very formal and kind of loose and flowing. He has artfully torn them in some places. Oh, uh, yeah. He has buckled them to his body in other places. And the See? general impression you get is that he's, he's kind of uh, modified them to maximize his freedom of movement. So he's got this cool, like, punk look. I give yeah. everyone, like, a A.O. He, you know, he's okay, like, tight. Yeah, he's awesome. Right. And he's currently, he's got, like, a, a two-inch twig that he's walking along the knuckles of one hand. I have a twig, too. This guy's perfect. I love and, this guy. And Gloria says, this is uh, Berian Yeldrin. He is a sub-administrator to the Grand Council Silval. Next to him is a large orcish woman wearing what Uh-oh. would probably be best described as business furs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. As delicious. <laughs> no. no. Like, she's, she has, like, hair down to the middle of her back. Her One of her t- uh, two protruding tusks is a burnished gray metal. She is a serious expression on her face. She is tapping her fingers impatiently on the table. And she is introduced to you as Bracca Irontooth, uh, war chief of the Razorblood tribe and subsidiaries. And subsidiaries? I avoid eye contact. Okay, hang on. I've I got to backtrack here a little bit. Can you describe business first a little bit more? Because I love this mental image. So, so like, imagine if a barbarian, you know, with all the like furs and animal bits draped over it was dressed for, like, a boardroom <laughs> setting. They're very well-tended, they're very groomed and uh, shiny and polished, and there's a luster to them, but they're still, like, orcish furs. So I gotta know, do they have a tie? She does, in fact, have a tie. It's a cheetah I, tail. <laughs> yeah, is, it, is it just, like, a tail of some beast? Not quite, but okay. it is. It's, right. like, it's also fur. <laughs> Well, my head cannon is it. I joke. love this. And, and what was their her tribe's name? She the is Razor from the Blood. Razor Blood tribe and, and subsidiaries. Oh, okay. Next is a a dour looking halfling who is at your guess at least two hundred years old. Philomena Greenbottle, who is dressed like a retired tenured professor emeritus because that's what she is. She is a professor of history <laughs> at the Hall of Mysteries. Okay. Professor of History at the Hall of Mystery. Yep. yep. Uh, next to her is a woman wearing uh, full plate mithril armor. Whoa. Mm. Has the... A uh, human woman? An elven woman who is... She has the symbol of the Swords of Alira, like prominently displayed on her breastplate. She is carrying a sword whose pommel is marked with the the elvish number four. Uh, she is introduced to you as Valanthe Leodon, fourth sword of Alira. Can I, sorry, can I get that name again? Valanthe Leodon. Next to her is a gnome who is looking very somber. He is wearing uh, a faintly luminous white vestment with gold trim that is marked with the symbol of Sinti. And he is introduced he is as a god? Sinti, yeah, the god of light, oh. fire, 
etc. He has introduced you as Fizz Widget Gamble Goose. <laughs> oh my god. I love this man. But his name does not at all match his demeanor. He looks... No. He is easily the most serious person in this room. Of course. I don't know. We do have Fall Rock here. <laughs> no. No, he out-serious is Fall Rock. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't mess with Gamble Goose. No. <laughs> no one messes with Gamble Goose. Amazing. Okay. Continuing around the table, the next person you actually already know, uh, you see seated there in his plain gray Scrivener's robes, the head Scrivener of the Mountain Home. Oh. Uh, you are given a name for him, finally. He is Grimnass, and okay. he, he gives you a cheerful wave and a smile. I uh, give him Way double back. pistols and a wink, and a winning smile. <clears throat> Seated next to Grimnass is a nine-foot-tall minotaur skeleton dressed like a 19th-century pugilist. <laughs> Whoa, that sentence had everything in it. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> what? Yeah, you're going to have to just repeat that sentence. Lower. <laughs> he is a nine foot tall minotaur skeleton dressed like a 19th century pugilist. <gasps> Holy shit. I love it. Okay. What's so his name? Wearing, like, like so he's got the, the white silk shirt with the <laughs> sleeves rolled up and tucked into his pants, the black vest. But he's also a skeleton. <laughs> he's also a skeleton. Black linen pants, comfortable loafers, and like a squashy cabbie yeah. hat. Okay. okay. Important question. Do the clothes fit him like they would someone with musculature, or do so they just hang onto... You, upon yeah. closer inspection, you see that there is a vast constellation of pins and clips <laughs> okay. holding them in place. Okay. Amazing. And okay. he is introduced to you as Maravaggio. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh-huh. Somebody really had too much time this week. Yeah, you spent <laughs> way too much time. I love it. Holy shit. Okay. And after introducing all of these people, uh, and Gloria turns to you, and would you care to introduce yourselves? I am, of course, Tarajux Heiko, Chosen of the Storm. Falrock of Agaton, and of the Abbey of the Eversea. My name is Desmond. I'm captain of the Teliferous. Loyal and Hillcreek of the Edgelands. <laughs> Orc connoisseur. Of the Marbled Mountains. <laughs> A druid. And, and Gloria says, I originally met them when I was breaking into that test facility a while back. They were among the subjects they managed to escape. At the time, I didn't think anything of them other than that they were bright enough to exit a burning building. Um, and then obviously <laughs> whatever interest the church may have had in them at the time, although I believe that things have changed significantly since then. Indeed, they Tarjux is probably just smiling. Yeah, we've idiot. been a little busy. And at, that, at this point, Maravaggio leans forward. Oh, God. And he says, I'm, okay, I'm going to preface this. I'm not doing voices. Oh, there are ah. NPCs here. And if I try to do voices now, I will... Not, first of all, I only have, <laughs> like, three. Yeah. Secondly, I'll forget. So <laughs> if you meet with them later in the... I will probably have voices for them, but I'm not doing any right. Fair. So, like, Spanish guitar fills the air, right? <laughs> Maravaggio leans forward, uh, and he says, 
<laughs> Glory, if you dragged me all the way out here for these chumps, the boss is going to be super displeased with you. Oh no, he gets to call her Glory? Shit. <laughs> you, you see her eye twitch very slightly. <laughs> oh boy, I get to call her Glory later? No, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, sure you don't want to keep your, like, gonads. <laughs> For the third time in maybe three sessions, Tarjax will be killed. <laughs> <laughs> but this time for real. <laughs> this time it, it will be obliteration. I did not bring chumps all the way out here. I would not have called this meeting and said it was urgent if I didn't think they had something about them that required our attention. And my tests have demonstrated that they have been infused with hatchling blood. Also, we have a tree. And at this point, Valanthe stands up and like is in the process of drawing her sword. Uh, 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 hey. Unintentionally. <laughs> I move Falrock in front of me. <laughs> Philomena puts a hand on her arm and says, let's hear them out first. They're corrupted and they should be destroyed. How about just the hear them out part and not like, let's, the first implies the second. I don't like that. <laughs> no, so that was, it was Philomena and then Volante. Let's kill yeah. them. Mm. I realize the issue with not doing voices that I have to specify who's talking every time I open my mouth, but. Yeah. I glance over to Gloria like, eh. Why don't, why don't you tell them about, I guess, let me first say that we are, I hesitate to use the word organization, we are yeah. a group of individuals who either have some power of our own or represent organizations or groups that have a vested interest in learning about the motives of the true church and bringing an end to them. Well, then we're basically the same. That is the impression that I have gotten. I suspect that some of my uh, compatriots here might require a little more persuasion. And she, well, did you tell your compatriots that we almost killed Saskia? Because, I don't know, that seems pretty convincing. There's I think a, we pissed her off. I don't think we almost killed her. A mutter <laughs> around the room scared. and yeah. a rattle as uh, Maravaggio like, runs his knuckles over his ribcage. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> He almost killed Saskia. That's yeah. pretty impressive. She's uh, she's no pushover. Well, she neither are we. I mean, it was a near thing, certainly. I well, think... hang, hang, on, hang on, hang on. So we forced her to use an emergency teleport in the middle of her trying to inscribe a teleport circle to escape from combat with us. Yeah. Couple of us nearly died in the process. She ran. But yes, that's the point. We we caused her enough damage to make her run using very important we, resources to do so. We also caught her by surprise. They they <laughs> were following us. I, I, I just put my hand in front of her. I'm like, yes, we ambushed her. Grimness, no. Grimness holds up. <laughs> no, we, we we did. Grimness holds up a hand and he says, "Why don't you tell us?" Everything that has happened to you with regards to the true church. Oh, man, where to begin? So, <laughs> it all started I, exactly... <laughs> we woke up in a prison. Days. One at a time, maybe. <laughs> May I start? And I look at Tarjux. I cross my it. arms and nod. Go for Make it, it so, number one. <laughs> 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 all right, so... All of us were captured at some point, about 
eight months prior to now. We've been free for approximately two months. Before that, we don't know when we were captured or how, just that our memories stop at a certain point and start after our stasis is ended due to Angloria's intervention. We escaped from there uh, with a puzzle box, which we were eventually able to unlock. Turns out that inside that puzzle box were flasks of hatchling blood. The next night, before we could do anything to destroy it or figure out where to hide it or anything, uh, during one of our watches, we were all injected. None of us have done it, and we don't know who did. But there were no tracks or markings or anything like that. Other than that, we'd been given the blood. We don't know that none of us did it, but... We circle of truth, didn't we? You did. We did, yeah. We sure did. Oh, I right. just ended that episode a little while ago. Okay. Yeah. So under so, the light of um, Aquila, none of us did it. Yes. After that, we ran afoul of Saskia. The fight ensued, and she ran. Afterwards, we continued our various travels, ended up at the mountain home due to other circumstances, and ran afoul of... Steiner Silverforge. Yes. I was struggling with that name. Yes, Silverforge. He attempted to capture us, and appears to have adamantine parts of his body. Yeah, uh, I believe he was linked to the true church, but... We have no... Other than the fact that he poisoned all of us, and we're lucky that one of us was able to uh, wake up the others. Yeah, don't pat yourself on the back too hard. <laughs> it was luck. It was very much luck. Um, uh, actually, both of those cases were like my battle prowess. <laughs> <laughs> When you actually woke up, yes. And that was how we were able to escape. And also thanks to the help of the head scrivener. Yeah, From what there, a guy. We uh, destroyed the reforming crystals in the Dragonglass Desert. Oh, man, that was fun. <laughs> that guy was an idiot. Oh, we haven't told anybody about that, now have we? You might need to sit down for this. We came upon this uh, tree, decided to help the people living nearby, try and restore it. We since acquired the mythol, restored the tree, and, well, pissed off the High Council of the Elves. So. He's an asshole. We also <laughs> found a tower in the underway that was holding a... A lot of information from the pre-hatching. It had strange elemental creatures pouring out of it, and we had to break up a reactor thing um, to save the dwarves. But I'm not sure that's entirely relevant. That was incredibly old technology. Also, there may not be Faye who wants to deal with us that we have very hard tried to avoid. But none of that is really tied directly to the true church. No. The only encounters we've had with them are specifically when we uh, surprised them on the road uh, outside of Jux. And then um, there was also... I feel like there were murmurings. There were the of them soldiers in, in, in Jux. Remember, yeah. we we got yeah, ambushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, hey, do any of you seven? Do you guys? First of all, does your group have a name? Because I need to refer to you as a collective, and I can't. And Gloria uh, snorts and uh, grins, and she says, "When I joined, which was directly after I, I suppose, rescued you, uh, they didn't have a name. So I've taken to calling us the Iconoclasts. You know, it's a, a little joke." about our mutual uh, enemy. And Gloria, I really like that name. Thank you. Uh, 
that that resonates with Tarajux on such a fundamental level. Um, <laughs> it's just like, oh, she's so great. Um, so, uh, have any of the Iconoclasts heard of... God, it's been a while. Um, I think it was the King in Rags. The Prince of Coin? Prince of yeah. Coin. Wow, that was not even close. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Prince of Coin. Thank you, voice in my head. I'm not hearing voices. You are. Yeah, that, that was... That was Philomena, who oh, okay. at this point looks up from the, the notes that she has been writing down <laughs> in careful look, shorthand. Look, it was like months ago, okay? That's basically an eternity. Uh, yeah, any of you know about the Prince of Coin? Because we kind of, like, bumped into maybe their followers? The Prince of Coin is a fairly hearted institution. I hesitate to call him an individual because nobody actually knows who he is, if he is indeed a he. But he is a force of some power in the poorer districts of the city. Was your encounter positive or negative? And she looks over I, her spectacles at you. I think it was very positive. We helped out some uh, low-income fellows. And uh, we also destroyed a fungal aberration. Oh, that and then I you. think Desmond experimented with drugs, but I don't really remember that part. Leave our drug use out of this. <laughs> really, hatchling blood is just a gateway drug. We we stopped the disappearances that were occurring in poorer areas of Jux. Yeah, we needed money. We're heroes. Her eyebrows raise a little bit, and she she says, "I had heard about that, but I didn't realize it was you. It seems you've made quite an impression all around the continent. Yeah, mostly uh, not good ones, but yes. But we try, and that's what's important." And Barion, the uh, the sub administrator, looks up for the first time. And is like, hell yeah, you're having even bad impressions. Let me tell you, this the grand council is. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he kind of started it. Don't make any plans to travel to the forests anytime soon. He started it. But we live in a tree. <laughs> at this point, uh, Braca, like she's been tapping her fingers this whole time, and then she brings them all down at once, like a sharp tap. She says, this is, all, this is all well and good, but I need some evidence that they are actually indeed transformed. Yeah, that's we just, like, like, the thing. Do we have like 23 me in here or something? <laughs> <laughs> Fizz, would you, would you take care of this? Man, and, why does everybody but us have like hatchling detector things? Because <laughs> we suck. <laughs> Fizz, yeah, Fizz, fair. Fizzwidget stands up, so he like gets off his chair and is a foot shorter. Um, <laughs> he walks over to you and uh, he says, uh, "May I take a sample of your blood?" To who? Sure, everybody, all of you. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, uh, sure. Do I just slash my wrist, or how do we? Uh... <laughs> He raises yeah. his hand. I'm going to stab myself in the shoulder. Terrajax <laughs> pulls out a sword and commits Sapoko. <laughs> this is why I don't carry daggers. I'm impulsive. He raises his hand and um, a little like half-inch circle on each of your each of your forearms, like blood wells up from it without Ew. any wound appearing. That's cool. Collects into five little blood orbs that orbit around his hand. And he 
raises it up. A beam of light shines down from the ceiling of the room somehow, even though it's just stone. Mm. Um, he examines the, the blood globules and then clenches his fist and they kind of disperse into mist. I want that back. And he turns to the... He ignores you completely, turns to the, <laughs> the rest of the iconoclasts and says, they are indeed transfused with hatchling blood, and then sits down again. And uh, at this, Bracca leans back in her chair and stops tapping her hands. Uh, <laughs> hey, really quick question. Do any of you know why we weren't turned into, you know, like, frothing aberration? Because we've been running the numbers and everything, and it seems very statistically unlikely that all, all of, of us, us would have been okay. Valantha points a mailed finger at you. Because, and like, I'm have, completely okay. I'm not hearing voices. It's just We have no reason to suspect that you won't transform into deformed monsters. Yeah, but it's been, like, months. <laughs> all, all the current writings and all the experiments, and I'm... I can show you the data we got from the dwarves, but all of that suggests that it kicks in pretty fast. Was, was there anything else different in our blood that you noticed? Just a bunch of little eggs floating around, right? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I imagined. <laughs> like the hatchling blood is just a bunch of little, like, <laughs> gray-looking eggs. <laughs> yeah. nope. Definitely hatchlings in there. Philomena leans forward and says, we would also be interested in knowing why all of you are, as of yet, intact and sane. Yeah, I'm um, going to go with divine intervention for I'm, me, I'm, but the rest of these guys, sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure that that would have been accurate before the hatchling bud, so that doesn't have anything to do with it. I'm completely sane. In my research, I've noted that, and Grimness agrees with me here, all those that were transfused with hatchling blood were among the most powerful of those who were transformed by the hatchling, and also when they transformed, the most devastating. Wait, can... What? When? Again? What? Those that were transfused with hatchling blood were among the most powerful of those Oh, blood specifically as opposed to, like, toenail. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we got the most potent dose that we could get. As <laughs> nice. And, yes, normally the transformation occurred relatively quickly. Yeah. We're like we're past the quarantine period. I'm gonna get like the power to turn my body into water, right? Like but nobody who received hatchling blood ever lasted this long untransformed. There are no cases of anyone surviving tra- without yeah. transforming. It's like Angloria was saying, she didn't bring in chumps, she knows what she's doing. And Marav- Maravaggio runs his knuckles along his ribcage again and says, She didn't know you were transfused when she rescued you. Well, we she wasn't rescuing We us. weren't transfused then. At the time, yeah. And we were, like, it was happenstance that she happened to free us. She was there on other matters, as I understand it. It's not a coincidence. It's clearly divine intervention, and I stare at the ceiling. I, something intervened. I don't know if yeah. it was something yes. as it was. minor as God's, but something. Minor? <laughs> <laughs> Regardless. Are there any clerics here besides me? I would know that, right? <laughs> Fizzwidget is a cleric of Sinti. Okay, that's right. You said that. Okay, I did say that. So he would know what I was talking about. He would, yeah. And he, he's like, when you said that, he looked at you, and he it was a very measured, careful stare, and then yeah. eyes back down. Yeah. 
Um, Braca then leans forward and says, regardless, we, we need to decide what happens here. I realize it is our mission to interfere with the true church wherever possible, and the, these five represent an opportunity that we will, may never come across a second time. And uh, Valantha lean, uh, like bangs her fist on the table and says, I agree, destroying them will set the church back decades. Easily how do decades. You, how do you know it was the church who did this to us? Well, let's lay out the logical facts, shall we? You were found in a true church testing facility containing the very self-same vials of hatchling blood that were then later injected into your bodies. It only yeah, goes... There were five of them in that puzzle box. You were the only five surviving test uh, subjects at the facility. We were the only five surviving people. Uh, It was very thorough. Like, nobody (laughs) knew that we escaped alive, let alone we had the puzzle box. Saskia was also looking for us. If, If they had found us and injected us, why would they have not captured us then? That's a good point, Leyland. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm not saying that it was the true church that later injected you. I'm saying that the true church intended to do so themselves. The decision was merely taken out of their hands by Angloria and then whatever force prompted them or caused you to become injected at a later date. Even if the true church did not intend to inject you, you have been injected and you therefore represent a windfall for them as you are still sane and still intact and can therefore can be converted a... into a weapon on their behalf. Uh, can or I you can first, can I do an insight check on the group to just get like a sense of where they all stand on this murdering us issue? Yes, you can do so. Do you, so you can do one insight check for the group as a whole or you can make eight insight checks to read each individual I think person. I'll just do one. Um, okay. That is going to be a 17. I mostly want to get a sense of like who can we room. who can we <laughs> use as a wedge here to try and like because like clearly not all you of probably, them you would probably opinion. have to do it on each person then if you're trying to figure out yeah who, like you'll just get a general us. sense of which way the group is leaning okay, I think Glory um, is on our side but I'm, yeah I'm gonna start with uh, Barry and Yeldrin because he hasn't spoken up very much yet aside from mm-hmm. telling us that we pissed off someone uh, so 17 insight with the 17, you get the impression that Barian is feeling uh, kind of amused disinterest. Okay, so he doesn't really he, care. Yeah, he continues to knuckle walk his twig from hand to hand. I crit on reading Bracca Iron Tooth. Bracca oh, Iron Tooth wants to kill us. <laughs> Bracca Iron Tooth is torn between using you as a biz, like an opportunity to further the goals, like using you as the weapon that the true church wants and destroying you to keep it out of their hands. So she's a Ravenwood. Got it. No, no, she's not trying to sell you out to the true church. She wants to use you as a weapon against the true church. She's an alabaster Ravenwood. Sure. I have very few categories that I sort people into. Alabaster Uh, Ravenwood and not Alabaster Ravenwood. Basically. (laughs) Um, I rolled a one on Philomena Greenbottles. She's a mystery. Yeah. She can, like, she's writing, taking notes again, and you, like... I, I cannot read her old lady face. Yep. It's mostly um, wrinkle. 19 on Valanthe Leodon. You have a very good idea of where Valanthe stands. Oh, on. yeah, I suppose I do. But it's like, 
But I read deeper. Is it like, does she have any remorse whatsoever? Like, oh, it's a shame that we have to kill these people who see. Is it like an injustifies the means kind of deal? Like, does she show any hesitation? Or is it like, even though these people want to fight the church, what did you roll? Uh, I got a 19. Like, is there a slightest hesitation? What might we be able to. You can't can't garner that from. Okay. What she's been saying. So she like, she is stone cold ready to kill us. As far as you can tell, she she will kill you without hesitation. Cool. Well, um, seven on Fizz Widget. He yes, he's unreadable. Yep. Uh, In fact, you should have rolled that with disadvantage, but it's like <laughs> you're not going to get anything out of Fizz Widget. A total of twenty on the Scrivener. I assume he's like yeah, you have he likes He's our buddy. <laughs> And then he's, um, he's he's against killing people in general. Yeah, and then I only got an eight for uh, Maravaggio. Maravaggio has no facial expression. I know. <laughs> I'll roll that at disadvantage. Um, I got the same. Yeah. No. No idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, but it's like, but clearly we haven't been killed yet. So there is still contention. Um, yes. Is is Angria like? She's the newest member to this crew, from what mm-hmm. I understand. Have I gotten any sense of the hierarchy at play here? Like, obviously, I'm sure in in word they're like, "Oh yeah, we're all equal." The iconoclast, but clearly there is always going to be some sort of hierarchy. You you can't get a good sense of that. Okay, working from the bare minimum. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Here's my thing. Here's what I want to tell them. This is your chance to see what could happen with the hatchling blood and that we have no one has ever survived past us past the how long we have or no one has ever kept their kept their wits and sanity about them so why not see where this goes and here philomena looks up which is while i appreciate your mind of scientific inquiry uh the last recorded blood transfused transformed was responsible for destroying three cities before it finally was... Before it was put down. Uh, I don't think any of us plan to destroy any cities, except possibly in Aldrax, but... <laughs> I I, then, like, not why would you, you like, say that? Why would you say that? Uh, and Volanthe again, accusatory fingers. Like You don't get a... Whether or not you're planning to is irrelevant. Your actions will not be yours to determine when you have become a slavering monstrosity. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a point. (laughs) Just because you haven't transformed doesn't mean you won't. All right, so... How quick is this transformation, typically? Do we know... It's it's usually, like, hours or days, and we've been fine for months, which is why this is... But what I'm saying, does it just suddenly happen, or is it like slowly? Oh, like the, the, the transformation like, itself. Yeah, like like the actual body and mind transformation. Like, well, we, we know that it's good, happening. We don't have any good records of that. The, Wait, the last... I have any good records, because I took a hootie hootie get booty of the entire dwarven experiment log. No, because as Grimness is about to say, the last recorded... Oh, yeah, he's here. Damn it. <laughs> the last now I don't recorded... get to look smart. <laughs> the last recorded instance of a blood transformed was 500 years ago. So what do you want to do? Put like, a little, put like a bomb on our brainstem or something? Just to like snap us as we try to change? 
Desmond, please don't give them uh, ideas. Bracca <laughs> uh, yeah. starts tapping her fingers again. She's like, that is not a bad idea. No, that's a terrible idea. Look, it would uh, certainly be more beneficial to us than killing you outright and keep you in check in the event that you do turn. I've got a way better idea. Why um, did we come here again? <laughs> I'm ready to leave. I'm done. <laughs> Miss Leodon, Miss Irontooth, Miss Greenbottle, Mr. Grimness, Mr. Gamblegoose, uh, Ravaggio, Miss Feywind, Mr. Yeldrin. It has been presented that killing us would in some way inflict harm on the true church. I can agree with this. This is true. We are an asset of immense importance to them. I offer you a counterproposal. If we are allowed to work with the iconoclast and inflict damage to the true church equal to or greater than the, the value of our deaths, would we not be even in this regard? We had a whole part of our lives taken away by them. Do you not think we want... Our ability to inflict grievous wounds on the true church should not be underestimated and our drive to do so is boundless if you give us targets if you give us opportunities we will prove to you that not only are we perfectly in control of our wits and perfectly in control of this unfortunate hatchling blood incident we are capable of damaging the church far greater in life than we are in death can i percept or persuasion this no okay because i'm like <laughs> Philomena has been observing you like she's put her pen down and she was listening and she nods to you and then turns to Valanthe. Valanthe stands up and says, I don't trust them and I don't know them. I do know us, however untrustworthy some of you may be. And she, there's a very pointed look at Maravaggio. <laughs> I know that we have to be responsible for whatever they do because we are the people who clean up after the true church. So far, they've managed to escape the cult barely three times. Four of you, that incursion into the North Fox a while back was for them. And now they have a tree ship. They have a tree ship that has somehow imprinted on them. Can you imagine the damage the church could do if they ever caught them? They could rewrite the face of the... The face of the continent. And then I asked them to make... Uh, asked Waffle to make a contested charisma persuasion check. Tested by Valanthe's persuasion check. Give me that bird. I hear you um, amping up, um, <laughs> reaching a class. Chad casts Eagle Splendor to give Tarajux a charisma boost. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I can also sense a, a nagging You might need a, a shoulder. Um, and he hears the, the, the screech in his mind. It does not, however, interrupt his thoughts okay. call call so i get through all that i explain that you know much more good for the continent alive and uh things like this will cease to happen and i mic drop saskia's broken spike um 19 persuasion <laughs> uh can everybody else also make charisma checks for me please uh, with advantage oh with advantage we just put our Best smile. <laughs> um, I rolled two tens, so ten. Oh, that's a fourteen for me. Okay. Farok. Seventeen. Leyland. Oh, I said fifteen. 
Okay. So as as Terajux is making his case, as Valanthe is making hers, you you each notice that you are you've become somewhat larger than life. There are you have sort of um, silhouettes that oh, increase weird. your your splendor, increase your your personal uh, presence. Um, what? You are you are here. You are the masters of your own destiny, and you are willing to assist these people, but you are not willing to kneel to. Them. Yeah, right. I'm not willing to kneel to anyone. And so. Philomena then looks around the table after the two of you have said your piece pieces. She gauges each individual person and then turns her gaze back to Valanthe, who sits down defeated. Yeah. I, I immediately give them all a winning smile, and I say, the crew of Teliferous are always looking for job opportunities. Uh, so please, if you have deeds for us to do, we will deed them. We're desperate for money and magical items. <laughs> we have a windfall of uh, force projection and a lack of employment opportunities. And I'm I'm trying to play up the corporate lingo a little bit for yeah, um, you see you see <laughs> smirk tug yeah. the corner of Braca's mouth <laughs> because I like I understand how Braca works at the very least. Um, <laughs> And so I, I try to play up a little bit like, you know, this, we are, <laughs> we're looking to upscale our operations and we would love to look at a working relationship. Um, we've offered this to several other groups and uh, they have made the mistake of declining. And, you know, I think long-term that's going to be their detriment. Trying to kill us. Yeah. Um, really if you guys would be the first ones to actually accept our help instead of try and murder us, that would be a great change of pace. <laughs> really? We're just bored of it. <laughs> really? It's just, it's just exhausting. Uh, Philomena stands up. She snaps closed the, the book that she's been writing in. And she says, um, thank you for coming. It's been a pleasure meeting you and certainly interesting to boot. Yeah. Thanks for not killing us. <laughs> yet <laughs> I don't have anything in particular that would be of interest to you, for you to do unless you want to reshelve books at the library at the Hall of Mysteries I mean do you guys know uh, I don't think we should of, head back there anytime soon like I mean really what we're struggling with these days is we know of the church but we don't really have any leads if there are any sort of like leads or targets that we could follow up on um we can like we can smash and grab whatever secret church documents you guys need hmm. in that case uh you will likely wish to speak with Angloria or barian perhaps i, would uh, always I speak unfortunately with have a a lunch meeting <laughs> that i need to attend so good luck i'm certain we'll meet again in the future um as she is going sorry i have to scroll through my name document Fuck, what was the name of that researcher? <laughs> Never mind. Um, Do you want to give props to the people that helped us? I, I was just going to tell her, like, give my regards to um, so-and-so, but I can't remember the name. They don't even oh. know that it's you. <laughs> That's you, true, they don't. Fuck, you, Never you mind. Were, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you were. You would be. Yeah. Then if you do ask to give it by a different name, you will then have to explain why you were in disguise. I will. Of the whole mysteries. So Philomena disappears. Uh, Valanthe stands up. She she does. She looks frustrated, but not really angry. Hmm. Um, you kind she's of get like, the dude. <laughs> she basically she's is like, like, "I'm just gonna have to clean later." But yeah. is what I'm imagining. Yeah, she's like. And she she comes up to you and says, "I regret that I will eventually have to kill you. I I cannot in good faith believe that you will remain unarmed." I I shrug and I say, "Destroying things come to pass, then it will come to pass, as all things do." Falrock kind of, where did that come from? I I give her a winning smile and I say, "When that time comes, I trust you to be professional and thorough." She kind of looks at you a little differently and she gives you a nod and says, make sure you report back to us with some regularity. Yeah, doesn't how are we going to do that? And at this, Anne Gloria comes over and says, well, I have a sending stone that you can install in your comms room. (laughs) Throw it in the reactor. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, yeah, okay. All right. Uh, That would be fantastic. Let's do that. Let's see. Grimness, he just kind of like... Gives you a smile and a wave, and he says, always good to see you. I, I hold up a finger, because I should have asked about this earlier. Uh-huh. I really want to try and get these gauntlets fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting it go. Um, so if there's any way I can see if he is aware of this kind of design, or if there's any way to... Or who would be. Yeah. Outside the mountain home, specifically. He turns them over in his hands, and he says, I haven't seen... This is very old, Rune. Yeah, mm-hmm. we uh, sussed it out in that tower. Yeah. Would you mind telling me where that is? Mm, yes. I can give him the rough location. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank no, you. I'll, I'll be sure to send a, a team of scribs in there. That will be invaluable to us. How's Steiner sure doing these days? left. I... Uh, it was all very old and hard for us to even walk through without damaging. So I'm not sure what would be. We did. It's like we did take care of your devil problem on our way out. Uh. Uh, he taps the side of his nose and he says, remember, my boy, my primary treasure is knowledge. And he hands the gauntlets back to you and he says, I'm you would be hard pressed to find anybody who could match the craftsmanship of this to what it was originally designed to be. I. You might be able to get something out of your tree ship with it. I remember that they often had forges of a sort installed within them. Darn it. <laughs> All right, then. Okay. So, and then he, he turns to Leon and he says, Steinar shut himself in his apartments for nearly two weeks after you escaped the mountain home. And then he had to sell it. And the repair, repair crews said that it was. A horror to behold within. Ooh, we made him mad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we definitely did not cause damage. You're outing him as, if not a member of the true church, then a dangerous individual, uh, perhaps an unstable one, has been extremely valuable in our efforts. Well, we almost died for it, so that's good. Yeah. That seems to be well, a common we'll just, you know, Yeah, we'll just get poisoned by the next important, you know... Social person. Nah, we're done getting like, poisoned. No. 
Yeah, we're gonna make all on you. He gives you a, a smile and says, "As long as you come out of it with all your fingers and all your toes, then really, it's a net gain for everyone." I right. think so. Like that, but okay. <laughs> Not the metric I would use, but sure. There's a there's a little twinkle in his eye. You think he's probably joking? Yeah. I, again, I want to reinforce the image of the head scrivener as basically dwarf Santa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as it should be. Yeah, uh, and then he he gives you like a a short bow and exits. Uh, Fizzwidge at Gamble Goose uh, has gone. You didn't even see him leave. He just like he was there, and then Nobody you were talking, wants and then he to talk to me. <laughs> More like he doesn't want to talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> Bracca gets up and she like straightens. She brushes off the front of her her business furs. She hands. <laughs> I'll have Terra my people Jux, contact your people. <laughs> she hands Terrajux a business card and says, "We'll be in touch." <laughs> Very nice. I I give her a business like smile. <laughs> she is followed by Maravaggio, who walks <laughs> over and he like he barely fits into the room. He's nearly ten feet tall with his horns. Terrifying. Mm. Uh, and he. Oh, you're a skeleton, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a meat sack, huh? <laughs> oh, like he hasn't got that before. Good point. Good point. I'm. Uh, you know, you guys, you've accomplished some stuff. I'm sure it's it's very impressive. I don't well, really care that much. I'd I, love to hear about your exploits sometime. They must be legendary. How did you get reanimated? Uh, the boss did that for me. Oh, okay. Who's it's that? Like permanent or? Yeah. I don't really plan on ever finding out. Um, <laughs> and he, he flicks his fingers and there is a, a black business card in his hand. Ooh, I like that one too. <laughs> there is a skull embossed on one side on silver. The other side reads... Laurie's den of misfortune, but the miss is in parentheses. Uh, huh. And he hands it to you. He hands it to whoever's closest to him. Me. Yeah, it's <laughs> to and he says, if you follow those coordinates, and he taps it with one finger that's like huge, um, and a set of coordinates kind of shimmers into existence on the bottom. He says, uh, my boss has a, a job opportunity for you if you if you're interested in things that maybe are a little on the the shadier side. We basically live in the shade. We yeah, we live in a tree. We shade follows. <laughs> and so remaining in the room, you have uh, Barian and, and and Gloria, who are Barian still, you know, feigned disinterest over there. He's still walking his. He's an his elf. You could just say that. Across his and be like, sorry about the tree. Oh, I thought it was the funniest thing. Man, the, you should have seen the Grand Council when the first guy told them. Is my my gods? They were I, the the head of the council literally turned purple. <laughs> I started yeah, scribbling together a little my, pissed off so. my plan to install this guy as the head administrator. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he he stands up and he stretches, and it's like it's like a cat stretching. Oh, he's so graceful. And he he flips the twig, and it, this is all one-handed. He like flips the twig into the air, catches it on his knuckles, and continues walking walking it as he walks towards the door. And he's like, "If you ever if you ever feel like doing uh, hit and run stuff on the church, feel free to hit me up sometime." 
Oh, yes. How do we do that without, you know, flying our train to Sildal and getting murdered? You've got a sending stone, and Gloria just gave it to you. Yeah, oh, right, bad. right, right. And then he, he flips he flips the twig at Leyland. I catch, catch it. it. And he, do I have to do a dexterity check? Or? No, no, you, you okay. catch it. He gives you, like, a mock salute and then exits. A salute bag. <laughs> And so you're left with Angloria, who turns to you and says, uh, so those are my colleagues. I give That's, her a winning You have a bit of a motley crew, just like us. They were, yes. They've been doing this for a long time. Some of them have, anyway. Is this like the spinoff podcast crew <laughs> right there? <laughs> I, Dude, you know, Dib, I have considered Dib's on Bone Man. Other. I'm playing the Bone. Oh no, no way! I will fight you. Like a holiday special or something. There's a good chance yes. that, like, I'll make up the character sheets for these. It's actually, a group of identical Maravagios. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're all the player like, game arguing over who's the real one. Ooh. <laughs> but you um, see, Maravaggio. <laughs> ah, but Maravaggio, have you noticed? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so yeah, and, and Gloria is like, yeah, they're, they struggle to get along sometimes. They were, I don't want to say that I have been subtly reforming them into a more cohesive group, but there's a lot less arguing than there used to be. Hmm. Well, I hope we made an okay impression. Well, you're not dead, so I'd say yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's usually... Philomena is nominally in charge, and if she had decided that you were you were more of a threat than you are a benefit or useful or valuable. And normally she doesn't judge people by value, but infected transformed their special cases. Um, if she had decided that you were a true threat to us, you would be dead now. Yeah, I got that impression. She's really a nice lady. Her students love her. I'm sure. She wouldn't, yeah. she wouldn't go behind the council to try to get rid of us, would she? Valente, yeah. no. Do we have to no. worry about uh, anyone else? Like, now what about the other swords of Alera? Give us the lowdown. Like, what's the? Because we just met all these people. You probably know a lot more about them. Is there stuff we should know before, like taking jobs from Maravaggio or uh, Elgin? Yeah, because we've already been offered some lucrative offers. All Maravaggio has done an excellent job of not telling us anything useful about his boss. All we know is that she's named Laurie, that she has a den of misfortune, and that she is presumably some kind of powerful necromancer. That would make sense. He's I... been he's a very useful person. He knows way more than a an animated minotaur skeleton should. He can talk, obviously, which is a bit unusual. Oh, but beyond that, going for his character arc. <laughs> you might as well just play for that next time. Well, so that's good to know. I don't know. I don't know exactly what you can expect at Laurie's Den of Misfortune, uh, but you should probably be prepared for just about anything. Hmm. Sounds like my kind of day. As for Barian, he acts disinterested. He acts indolent. He acts lazy. He's probably the most dedicated here next to me to seeing the true church stopped. He won't tell you this. I think they abducted someone close to him as well. Hmm. I don't know when, I don't know who, I don't know how long ago this was, but beneath that sort of lazy cat exterior, he is, he is, is responsible for the most 
destruction of actual true church property that this group has caused. I like him so much. <laughs> and as for Baca, well, her primary interest, she's a more recent recruit, recruit of ours uh, who is trying to consolidate as many of the orc tribes in the Edgelands as possible, and she's doing it without very much bloodshed, with less bloodshed than you would expect. Right, as far as orcs go. <laughs> like on... uh, That's been her primary interest. She has joined us because the church likes to come out here to abduct people for their experiments. There aren't mm-hmm. a whole lot of governing bodies or people who care about what happens to the orcish tribes or the chromatic dragonborn. So we're in a high church activity zone. Is that what you're telling me? There are strike teams out here, certainly. But this this particular area right here is marked as Swords of Alira territory. They don't come out here. Okay. Hmm. Noted. That is good to know. So we have a safe spot to land. Yeah. Is, can we get some maps, actually? Could you... Do you have any copies of maps for like other safe zones like this or like supply caches that we can leave stuff at or honestly anything? There aren't very many places on the continent that I would describe as safe from the true church. Fair. We even we don't know how extensive their infiltration of organizations. The Steinar Silverforge being outed as a potential member was world shaking. Hmm. So there's no one else high up that you have that you know or have theories or yeah. they have feelers somewhere in both Aldrox and Jux. We're reasonably certain that Ravenwood. Uh, they're they're everywhere. Are you familiar with Hatchland cults as a concept? Sort of? Yeah, we we got some background yeah. on it and from the uh, what the dragon. We know right? what they do, but not really why. We have. We have a strong suspicion that all of the reported hatchling cults over the last seven centuries have been the same one. Ooh. Hmm. They are insidious, they are extensive, and they are deviously clever. So they're all actually just the true, true church. We think. That's our working hypothesis currently. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So well, I, I can't provide you with other safe locations because I don't know of any. Well, I guess we can offer the ship as a safe location if there is ever an issue where this one gets compromised. And I'm sure that will be highly appreciated. Well, we are nothing if not willing to help. Yeah. We'd really like some allies. Yes. <laughs> don't kill us. <laughs> <laughs> We just want people who won't kill us. Man, you guys have real high standards. (laughs) I know, right? It's been a rough couple of months. I have to say, that would be improvement. If you are, if you're looking for something to do, I, I could also use your help. Oh yeah, no, we're completely free. Our schedule is empty. I am searching for my brother, and any assistance you could render with that would be appreciated. Yeah. Do you have any leads? I do. And I would welcome your assistance in investigating them. We'll investigate all of them. You, re- you, you saved us. That's the least we can do. We do owe you. Okay. I think that's probably a good place to wrap up for now. Sure. Mm-hmm. We can tune back in with uh, that little tidbit. And I'll say here for you guys and for the audience that this is, this is going to be kind of a, a turning point, like the end of arc two for the podcast and there'll be a tonal shift here because you guys are no longer 
on the run all the time. You have a safe place to go. You have means of transportation. You have allies, question mark. Now we attack. Now, now, now we're just consolidating power. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have, you have essentially free reign of the continent, barring your political affiliations. Um, <laughs> you have access to a map of things you can do to power up your tree ship. You have means of uh, assisting potential allies to help you in the coming adventures. So this will be less of a less of a get from point A to point B as quickly as possible without drawing down the without ire. Of, yeah, without drawing down the ire of any nearby organizations killed, and you will be able to sort of cool. define your own future a little more clearly here. For uh, anyway. for reference, uh, keeping track of travel times. Uh, we have four months, one week, and four days till the wedding. So oh, we do need to yeah. keep that in mind as well. Don't worry, I will. But okay, but imagine how cool you're gonna look when you show up to your wedding skydiving from a tree ship. What are you talking? No, no, we're not the gonna show up at the wedding. We're not we taking that thing all tracks. Are you kidding? Yeah, there, beforehand. There's a <laughs> small thing that needs to be done. I need to be fitted for a suit. A small <laughs> detail is you have to be you have to be married on the ship. <laughs> Desmond has to perform the ceremony. No. <laughs> I have, I have, no, you have to be married on the ship because the captain on his ship can officiate weddings. <laughs> but that, okay, great. You <laughs> have two weddings, Fall Rock. Yep, okay. you have to have two weddings. Oh, God. One for your tree family and one for and your... Then, <laughs> and then Desmond needs to get remarried to his wife so Fall Rock can officiate the wedding. Oh. <laughs> in a forge <laughs> yeah well, hang on I'm second in command so would I then be able to marry the captain yeah yep. that's how that works <laughs> like if the captain is getting married that is the only and if the captain is, able is to marrying officiate. the first mate then the second mate does it yes <laughs> I literally where did I just read that <laughs> well, it was like the, earlier this week did you send that to me, Waffle? I sent it to Kayal. Okay. <laughs> then he sent it to me. <laughs> we were trying, we were brainstorming how to arrange that situation. And it, it just popped <laughs> up. Like, really? <laughs> Two whole episodes uh, of my wedding. No, the, the wedding is going to be like a whole itself, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. There's going to be assassinations and poison. George R.R. Martin is not invited. <laughs> <laughs> We have the anti-guest list. We have the the entire nation of Sildal is not invited to the wedding. <laughs> no Saskias allowed. You get a you get a sign printed with like a horrific bone monster and the red <laughs> No. Okay, so that has been an exciting episode of the Alchemist Club. Uh, you got to meet the. The Iconoclasts, a motley crew that I had a lot of fun making. They're fantastic. They're great. Yeah, they're pretty uh, awesome. I promise they'll they'll all get voices at some point, probably. And they're not all together, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've been Joe, your dungeon master for this for this episode. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com. We can be found on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. 
If you wish to reach us on Twitter, you can do so at Alchemist underscore club. Joining me today, we have Daniel playing Ched Fleek, whose only romantic interest is whatever quest Drybone's Little Max boss has for us. <laughs> K.L. playing Desmond and in the future playing a uh, Minotaur skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zach and I play Falrock, who is supremely mad that he put his stupid frickin' hammer in the forge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt, and I play Leolin, who's glad Braca didn't know him. <laughs> uh, I'm Waffle, and I play Tarajux Heiko. Thanks for joining us. Ba-da, ba-da, ba-da.